Welcome to the Thriving Artist Podcast, where we talk about art, business, mindset, and everything in between. And today, we will be talking about lessons I have learned from my business mentor, James Wedmore. He is an incredible human who has created a seven to eight figure business, makes a buttload of money a year, does it with heart. Like it's not sleazy, slimy. He's not just trying to steal people's money. He's genuine. And I've met him and there's just this energy. There's a spirit about him that is just good, authentic, genuine, fun. So the reason why as an artist, I sought out a business mentor, I actually didn't seek him out. I saw um, an ad for the first 100 leads. And at the time, I didn't even know what a lead was. But I was realizing this problem that a lot of artists face where I was focusing on creating, not selling, because we want to make art that we love and get paid for, but we don't want to sell it, (laughs) right? That's uncomfortable and it's vulnerable, right? Especially where it's this thing that we created based on who we are and what we want to say, like it can get pretty personal. And so putting a price tag on that can get sticky, right? And we're so glad that we get to draw that many of us artists are willing to do it for hardly any money. Do you resonate with that? I see it time and time again, people undercharging, undervaluing what they do, but they're just so grateful that they get to draw for a living. There's this starving artist, you know, that's, I mean, that's why we call the podcast the Thriving Artist Podcast, because trying to shift that, that we can thrive, we don't, we get to decide, right? Um, In today's world, like, we decide how much value it holds. Um, You see artwork that is, you know, splatters of paint selling for $5,000. And then there could be some really skilled, talented artists selling their canvas for a couple hundred dollars of a masterpiece that they've done, you know? So it really is how you see it. And so I realized that there was so much room for progress in the way that I saw business and my career and that I needed to change what I was thinking unless I wanted to die old and with with pain in my arms from just drawing and drawing and drawing it felt like if I wanted to make more money I had to just like draw 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 into the night with projects I wasn't interested in and I realized there's gotta be another way like hearing some of these other business people or even like my husband who loves what he does but he's able to go to work and be done you know and make a living off of that and it's like why can't that happen for me I have studied my craft so much and learning more about drawing skills was not getting me closer to my goals and so I realized it was time to seek out business knowledge <laughs> which was hard because a lot of the business people out there I felt uncomfortable with I felt like I was being sold to every second and it just I didn't want to be that but then I stumbled upon this first 100 leads and it was this it's I'll link it below because it's this free training and I was like this is amazing and there was so much value in it that I was like okay I want to learn from this guy because he's willing to give and give and I found myself messaging him and being like 
how can I give you money? <laughs> how can I work with you more? Which I'd never done before. I'm usually just a freebie seeker and I take the free stuff and, and you know, call it good. But uh, there was so much value and so many aha moments. And so I want to share with you what I have learned by working with him. Um, oh, and so first 100 leads. So since I didn't know what a lead was, I thought maybe I should let you know that a lead is someone who's raised their hand saying that they're interested in what it is that you do. So typically that's like an email address that they've chosen to give to you and then uh, they're put onto an email list, something like that. Um, so if you if you want to take that training and I will link it below, you can think of it think of it as like your first 100 art sales um, it's very applicable to anything even if you're not starting an email list um, I didn't have an email list before watching this training either and I was like what on earth would I ever say in an email <laughs> to people and here I am rambling and rambling so passionately about what I believe is my core purpose, which is helping artists reach their big goals. And I found that purpose from inspiration and ahas that started with these free trainings that I'm encouraging you to take a look at so we can chat about it because I'm I'm geeking out about how good this stuff is. Um, so some of the nuggets of gold that I've taken from working with James Wedmore um, is what I want to share with you now. So, um, but if you go through these trainings, like the, these lessons are valuable, but the bigger takeaways for me were specific about my business. There's something about the way that he teaches that as I'm listening, I'm thinking about, I, I get ideas and anyway, so I really encourage you to listen to those because I just don't think that I can do it justice. So lesson number one from James Wedmore, the multimillionaire. <laughs> okay, look at your business results and numbers in your in your art career in what you're doing like a scientist, right? Look at those numbers like logically like remove the emotional aspect of it. It's data and it doesn't mean anything about you or your talent or your art. Don't take it personally, but just see it as numbers and figures and things to measure how you can improve, to see what's working better than other things. So look at the numbers all together. I, for a long time, I was working and working and just like if something would work or it wouldn't and just like didn't look at all the numbers together. And it was nice like around taxes to look and be like, oh, wow. Like once the numbers totaled, it was so easy to see like, okay, this is what's working. This is what isn't working as well, um, but seeing that as data and not as like per taking it personally um, and just seeing how you can improve that way um, as a metric of improvement. And uh, I guess I always took those numbers to mean like whether or not I was good at something or smart enough or if I was cut out to do it. But once I started to detach from those results, uh, I wasn't as afraid to try things and make mistakes. And that led to more improvement and courage. So lesson number two, the transformation is in the transaction. So what does that mean? 
It means that you commit to something to the level of money or skin in the game that you've put in it. So if you pay $5 for something, you won't value it as much as something you paid $500 for. So why is this applicable in an art business? Well, the more that you are charging, the more people value it or see what you do as valuable. So I've noticed the artists that go out there and say, here's my painting, this is $5,000. People see that and they're like, oh, that must be worth $5,000. She must be prestigious. She must be whatever. They they trust it, right? But that same artist could have put it up for $300 and that would have attracted different customers, different clientele who didn't value themselves as much or their homes or beauty as much. And it could be the same artwork. Does that make sense? So... You you valuing valuing your art will lead to other people valuing it as well, um, but also they will take it and then they will they will it will be a prized possession. So if you draw a little quick sketch for someone, they might crinkle it up and throw it away eventually, or they might put it in a drawer. But if you charged fifty, a hundred, five hundred dollars for the sketch that you did, they will likely frame it. They'll put it up. They will see the value in it because you saw the value in it as well. Um, and money is just something we give meaning to, right? It's just air. It's just an idea. It comes in. It comes out. So detaching to money as much as you can will lead to your happiness and will help you genuinely create what you want to create without that attachment to money. Um, so James tells a funny story about giving away stuff for free and the transformation is in the transaction. So James Wedmore, his sister, came to him and was like, what, what the heck? What's happening? I bought your program and I haven't even gotten an email about it, right? I haven't gotten a confirmation or a link to your, your services. So he gets right on it and is like, what is happening? <laughs> and turns out she had already been gifted the program, he gave it to her for free years ago, but because she didn't pay for it, she never even opened it. So then years later, he had her purchase it because he knew that the transformation was in the transaction. So she bought it and was ready to get into it, um, but the email didn't send because she was already in the system and already had it. So <laughs> she already had access to it. Um, but isn't that interesting? And then she went on to apply the business strategies and is doing really great in her business. But she didn't when she didn't put money into it. So what I'm saying is it's okay to charge because that is another person committing to it the way that you committed to it when you created it. Does that make sense? Just something to think about. All right, so let's move on to lesson number three, which is uh, through James' programs and classes, I've started living truer to exactly what I want to do and say with my art and my art business. So I've connected more to like the purpose. Like I, before it was, I guess I felt presumptuous trying to say anything with my art or be more than just someone who was drawing pretty pictures. 
which there is absolute value in beauty and creating beauty, but it felt incomplete and empty for me because I had something else that I was meant to do and say. And for some people, if that fills them, like that is their purpose. But for me, it wasn't quite hitting it, right? When I thought about my future, just creating picture books, which is really impactful, but it just, it didn't feel, it didn't feel complete um, until I went through these business mentor programs and realized what it is that I loved and what energized me and what I would do for free. Um, and I just get so giddy being able to spend time doing things like creating this podcast. Um, but so what I learned from this though is that when you are aligned with your purpose, when you have found what it is that takes all of those things that you love and is into one or just like feels like what you were put on this earth to do, then you push through failures much better. You hear about these successful businesses who had such hard times at the beginning. Why were they able to push through? It's not just that they are super determined and whatever, or a different breed of human. It's that once you find something that is so, like you feel so passionate about, it is easier to push through because your idea of what it could be if everything did someday work out pushes you past those dark moments. So I used to jump to a new project when the fun wore off or when it started to get hard or something wasn't working. Um, But once I felt like I had, if things had finally clicked into place and this is what I genuinely wanted to do, um, I have been able to stick with it. So that's something that I learned. Lesson number four is it's not dumb to think that everything is spiritual and that even business and a career can be connected to what you're learning spiritually. Um, I kind of had like, there's religion, there's my art career, there's my physical health, like these different segments. But I started seeing connection between all of them, that if you're not doing well spiritually, it will be seen in your career, in your relationships. I just started to see the world differently. Isn't that fascinating, too, that like I'm learning all this from a business mentor, um, that everything is connected. And James is a super spiritual guy, and it's cool to hear him talk about it um, and recognize that we have work to do on our inner state and you have to start there before anything in your outer world will change. So your business isn't going to improve if your inner world is still the same because our outer world is a reflection of our inner world. Have you seen that to be true? Like if you're in a cluttered environment, your brain is feeling kind of cluttered, but it could just be that you're cluttered brain is causing the cluttered environment and there's you know all sorts of things about law of attraction and being on the right frequency there's just like a whole world of that information of quantum physics and it just it's it's fascinating so you can push and push and work hard and put in more hours But if you're not in alignment with it, if you're doing it for the wrong reasons, 
with the wrong intention, you might find temporary success, but you won't have a fulfilled, happy, abundant career unless you're staying true to you and working with integrity. And along that line, the lesson number five that I learned from my business mentor is to work smarter, not harder. Um, But it goes a lot deeper than that. Um, I've had to learn it's okay to stop trying to make make the money flow in, you know? Like, we feel like we have all this control that if we push and we force and we put more hours in and if we work harder, then it's bound to happen. And there is a little bit of that that is true, like effort and time and energy, yes, like that does work, but there is a higher a higher way of doing this, like your your elevated higher self might be able to see another way that doesn't require you to get out of balance with your relationships, with your physical health, with you can find balance and harmony and peace in your life while allowing the abundance to flow in. And it's okay to let go and trust and you don't have to prove yourself and force things to happen. Um, I, I guess I was afraid of being lazy or getting like free handouts or something. So I wasn't in this receiving mode. Um, if you look at like the energetic world, you know, there's the receiving mode, there's giving. And I just, I felt like I had to prove it. I had to work harder for it, but you have to take a step back and evaluate if you're focusing on the right things or if you're just digging a deeper hole in the wrong place. Okay, think about that. So are you drawing and drawing and drawing and drawing up until the middle of the night, digging a deeper hole that's not in the right place? Okay, because if it's the wrong place, you're going to have to dig another hole and dig and dig and dig and dig. So you have to take a step back and make sure that you're on the right track, that you're doing what you're meant to be doing and work smarter and not harder. And especially with art, if you are wanting to create originals and new works of art that you're selling, you have to figure out ways that you can make it worth it because you're only one human with two hands. You Most artists don't work with two hands at one time. But so your time is limited and your energy and your creativity is limited. So just make sure you have systems in place that you're thinking big about long term how you can continue to generate revenue even if you get sick, even if you break your wrist hiking a mountain or something. <laughs> So there's so much more to this stuff. So I'm going to link the first 100 leads. You can think of it as the first 100 art sales. He also has this live seminar called the Digital CEO, and I highly encourage it. Um, If you just are drawing for fun, that's one thing. But if you do want to make money off of it and a business off of it, and you want to impact people and create a change in the world through what you say and do with your artwork, even if it's a small change, you know, we don't have to (laughs) cure cancer with our art or anything. 
it can still brighten someone's day and make an impact. So I encourage you to click on that link and start getting your first 100 art sales and get aligned with your purpose. And I will see you guys next week.